Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will set up your business for the future with topics centered on the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. We'll focus on case studies and best practices designed to move you to the next level. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, this is Deloitte, the Kinetic Enterprise. Let's see what the buzz on the street is today. I have a quote from Arthur C. Nielsen, name may be familiar to our listeners around the world, market researcher and the founder of the A.C. Nielsen Company. And here's the quote, the price of light is less than the cost of darkness. And you're wondering, well, are we doing a show on poetry? Not exactly. Let me tell you what we're talking about today. It's a very, very important topic for businesses all over the world. Major advances in data and analytics technologies in recent years, and you all know what I'm talking about, have helped to rewrite the modernization playbook for companies, for businesses, for industries. But getting maximum value from these technologies requires an analytics first mindset platform approach. Let me say that one more time. This is what we're talking about today. Analytics first mindset platform approach. Why? You need to quickly address specific and complex insights related needs. You know there's so much data, but unless you can make actionable insights from it, doesn't do you much good. Here's a reality check. These needs can vary by industry, by organization, and even as deeply as by department. But this approach prioritizes access to your existing data and maybe even more important, your emerging data as an integral part of large-scale enterprise solution transformations. And that's what you want to do. So join me today for the next hour. I'll be joined by two gentlemen from Deloitte, Armand Haratunian and Gil Gomez. And we're going to be talking about the Kinetic Enterprise, gaining enterprise insights through an analytic analytics first approach. Yes, I am Bonnie D. Graham, and now it's time to meet our special guest today, our panelists. Armand Haratunian, welcome, and please introduce yourself. Hi, good morning, Bonnie. Thank you. Uh, my name is Armand Haratunian. I am a senior manager in, at Deloitte in the analytics practice. I've been with Deloitte for about seven years and had um, extensive experience in various industries delivering analytics solutions. Armand, analytics, what does it mean to you? To me, analytics is data that has been collected that companies are able to use, not only to look at what's happened in the past, but to provide them some insight as to how they can operate in the future um, and what adjustments they would need to make, right? Having insight into their organization. Thank you very much. We've got a lot to talk about with you, and welcome. And let's go around the table to Gil Gomez. Gil was on a radio, another radio show with me a couple of years ago. Gil, welcome back. And this is a new podcast, The Kinetic Enterprise by Deloitte. Gil, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone, please? What do you do, and what's your passion for analytics? Sounds good. Hi, Bonnie. Good morning. Great to be on your show again. Uh, my name is uh, Gil Gomez. I'm a managing director with uh, Deloitte. I lead our analytics practice uh, from, uh, from the consulting side. Uh, my my passion for analytics really started. I've been I've been doing this type of work for over 20 years. Uh, I've been I started my career as a, in the from the finance side, so always kind of a business focus. But uh, it, it really evolved into understanding from taking it more from a technology aspect and angle and, and leveraging technology to really provide information and data to business to solve business problems. So that's really kind of where, where my passion for it lies is, and the technology has evolved so much over the last, you know, 20 years 
from you know our basic you know predictive algorithms to advanced mm-hmm. machine learning. So again, it's very it, it's a it's a great space to be in. Uh, it's at the forefront of many um, uh, business leaders needs but then there's, there's still a lot of gaps in how people achieve it so it's always been it's an interest it's been a very interesting journey if you will having uh you know being able to work with customers and and really having that that um that impact on their businesses and how and how they view information so that's why i'm passionate about it i i've again i i have a, an analytical mind but also a business mind to mm-hmm. to understand you know i'm trying to solve a problem here and i need information right so it's and that's always been really what 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 uh, how i i think of this when a solution when i work with a customer Thank you very much, Gil, and thank you, Arman. I have a question for each of you before we go to the opening quotes, which you each sent me. Very interesting quotes. We'll get to in a moment. Arman, you first. Does it take special skill set? I talked about the analytics first mindset in my opening. Does it take a special skill set to understand? You and Gil have been doing this for a long time, but does it take a mindset? Is this something you can take a college course in? Is this something that there's a training track? Uh, I want to be in, in uh, enterprise analytics. What do you have to do to prepare for this? So I think enterprise analytics, I mean, for me, similar to Gil, I have a finance background um, and got into analytics many years back. Um, From an analytics perspective, sure, there's classes that can be taken in in college. But I think from an analytics first approach, it's more of a mindset, right? Because we go into, you know, typical companies that look at doing an ERP implementation, what their mindset is, is we're going to get through our uh, transactional implementation first, and then reporting is always an afterthought. And then when they realize it's time for analytics reporting, it's kind of too late and there's a scramble, right, to be able to, okay, we need to get some reports built. How do we do this? What do we do, right? And it's that mindset that needs to be shifted in terms to be able to, to, to have that analytics first approach or to be able to go in with an analytics first approach. Thank you very much. Good insights. Gil, you want to share your point of view on this, your POV, please? Sure. I, I think, you know, there, as, as Armand mentioned, uh, there is always a, a foundational piece of work that can be taught at, at the university. And, and, I, and frankly, in the last few years, many universities have, have created analytics programs. Um, and, and some of them, you know, at the more advanced levels geared towards, you know, the data science stuff, which, again, a fantastic um, you know, background and, and understanding, but uh, I, I do believe it is, you know, the 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 way to get into it is really have a business experience and have that context of you know what the business problem is. So, and a, founda- a solid foundation in the concepts, some of the technology, because again, there's a lot of technology and, and analytics is a very broad definition. The way I, I look at it is, it can be. It, some folks say, well, it's the advanced, you know, again, machine learning and you know things like that, and. Uh, artificial intelligence, which it is, uh, mm-hmm. but also even, even the even the basics, you know, as you know, the blocking and tackling of you know operational month and financial close reporting, or uh, something as simple as an inventory report that has to be on a regular basis. Again, it's just pieces of information, right? And the technology has evolved that you can automate or you know be able to access some of the simpler stuff to be able to spend more time analyzing, right? So that's the evolution of it. So mm-hmm. I think again, having that good foundation is is I think it's important. Um, but I've seen a lot of folks in our in, in our world industry coming from different backgrounds, whether it's a pure business side of it or a t- pure technical side of it, and kind of bring them together and, and learning from experience on both sides. 
um, you can teach both sides, right? Whether it's in mm-hmm. a university setting or, you know, over a you know a long career in any industry, for example. And, and that's the, that's another beauty of this world is every industry, every aspect relies information to function if you think about it right where everything we need to we need information that is a, that is a driving force that and there's just so much out of it right how much and but you have to do something with it uh, I think that's the that's the key of the, the whole you know analytics and approach and and from an analytics first perspective as, as Armand mentioned it is more of a uh, an approach to you know how do we how do we how do we start where do we go how do we get it going Thank you. It sounds exciting. And Gil, I'm glad you brought in a word, Evolution Evolve. And that's part of the title of this podcast series, The Kinetic Enterprise Built to Evolve. So I'm glad we got that word in there. Very important. Thank you both for, for I know we didn't plan to talk about that, but I thought it'd be interesting for our listeners. Armand, you have sent me a very interesting opening quote from a gentleman named Jim Rohn. I'll spell the last name for our listeners, R-O-H-N. Let me give a little background. Emmanuel James Rohn, 19 1930 to 2009, professionally known as Jim Rohn, was an American entrepreneur, author, and motivational speaker. A very, very interesting background, but I'll just give you the highlights. Throughout the 1970s, he conducted seminars for Standard Oil, if anybody remembers that, and participated in personal development business, a business called Adventures in Achievement. He also mentored Tony Robbins in that decade, the 1970s. But perhaps most important, he is the author of 17, they say, written audio and video media including The Power of Ambition, Take Charge of Your Life, The Day That Turns Your Life Around, and today you can get many of his speeches on YouTube and Instagram. So here's the quote Armand Haratunian has selected from Jim Rohn. Quote, if you are not willing to risk the unusual, you will have to settle for the ordinary. Armand, powerful quote. Please tell me, how does it relate to our topic? Well, so along the lines of the change in mindset or the approach, right? So most companies go through their ERP transformations, right? I mean, they're taking risk as it is, but they're doing taking a traditional approach, right? They're not thinking outside the box, if you will, um, especially if it's something that's going to bring them uh, extreme benefits. So they go through the whole implementation, they go through everything, but then it really ends up, they end up settling for kind of the average or what everybody else has been doing, what the norm is, right? And that's why this quote kind of highlights that uh, in terms of this subject. Thank you very much. Great quote. Gil, let's go around to you. Gil has selected a quote from John Nesbitt, equally interesting man. John Nesbitt, still around, born in 1929, American author and public speaker in the area of future studies. Anybody out there with our listening audience who doesn't recognize Nesbitt, N-A-I-S-B-I-T-T, he wrote, Megatrends, 10 New Directions Transforming Our Lives. He published it in 1982. It took 10 years of research. Gil, talk about persistence and commitment and passion. 10 years to research that book. It went on the New York Times bestseller list, and it stayed there for two years, mostly in the number one position, published in 57 countries, sold more than 14 million copies, so far, I'll add that caveat, and he's the author of other Megatrends books, including Megatrends 2000, Megatrends Asia, and China's Megatrends and others. Look them up, everybody, N-A-I-S-B-I-T-T. Here's the quote Gil has selected from John Nesbitt, quote, we are drowning in information, but starved for knowledge. Gil, that's a good one, too. Talk to me. How does that relate to our topic, please? 
as I mentioned earlier, you know, the that's that's exactly what we talked. There's a lot of information out there, and we spend a lot of time gathering, right? The, you know, gathering data, gathering information, and 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 really, but really doing something um, impactful with it. That's that's where the challenge always comes, right? Again, it's you know, we 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 focus a lot on it. A lot of enterprises still do this. Is what's what happened, but how do it? But really understanding the true drivers, and and again, we're evolving that, and that's that's kind of the evolution. Like we talked about earlier of how do I take that information and actually make it something either actionable or something that can help me again solve a business problem or a, a, a an industry problem or any kind of problem that you know that requires that so I think that's that's really where it comes from where, where we have the ability to gather very easily we've been doing that for decades right and, and especially as technology evolves and it's cheaper and easier to gather information um, but again, doing something meaningful with that, that's always, that has, and continues to be the challenge. And I think that's regardless of how evolution, and, and I think that's also one of the premises of, you know, AI, I, I, I was, you know, sitting with a, uh, an AI vendor the other day talking and it was, they were walking me through their product and interesting stuff, right? Again, it's the idea was that, you know, these new algorithms can help you uh, point, find patterns and data that it will take data scientists, you know, years to figure out, et cetera. So it was very interesting. And again, it, it didn't give you the answer, but it pointed you in a different direction that you typically mm-hmm. wouldn't go. So that was actually really interesting, right? And, and I see that's the kind of stuff that we're seeing, you know, that we need to do more of. Uh, because again, it's easier to collect, it's easier to have information, access to it from, you know, at our fingertips. So, but what do you do with it, right? That's, that's to me, is the knowledge component of that. And that's, that, that, that's why I really like that quote. And, you know, what, again, what can you do with it? I can get it, I can store it. I can, you know, combine it, but then what, right? There's always that, that human component that has to come up with it. Um, sure, there's, there's technology now that allows you to, you know, say this is what you should do, okay? And, 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 and to, I look at it more as this is, I go, this is what you can do. That human component is should you do that, right? That's, that's actually the, that, that part that goes from, again, information to knowledge, and, and that's that, 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 mm-hmm. that context. I mean, it's also adding that context to it. How can I do that? Thank you very much. Really, really good quote from both of you. Gentlemen, we're not going to take a break. I'm enjoying the momentum from both of you, but I'm just going to tell our listening audience, if you're just tuning in, you missed the opening of the show. This is the Kinetic Enterprise Built to Evolve, presented by Deloitte. This is our weekly podcast, and I will tell you what our topic is today. It's the Kinetic Enterprise Gaining Enterprise Insights. There's a keyword, insights, through an analytics first approach, and that's what we're talking about today. So my special guests are Armand Harutuni, and I'll spell his last name in case you want to look him up, H-A-R-O-U-T-U-N-I-A-N, and Gil Gomez, you all know how to spell that, and we're having a very good conversation about this evolution to the analytics first mindset platform approach. So now it's time for us. We've already introduced our guests. They've discussed their opening quotes, which are wonderful, by the way. Thank you both. And now we are going to go to the discussion statements they sent me before the show. We're just going to dive right in. So statement number one from Armand. Let me read it, Armand, and then ask you to spend about two or three minutes expanding it, telling us more. This is really an important statement. You say, Data collection by organizations has become the norm. They continue to capture data, yet 
when it comes down to formulating and analyzing the data collected, it is usually not the priority and you add during a large ERP implementation. And is this applicable to other implementations? Armand, please tell us about this data collection. Where is it coming from? How massive is it? Who is in charge of collecting the data and doing something with it? And who has to analyze it? Let's talk about the people aspect. Armand, go ahead. Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll use a simple example, right? We we go to the supermarket, we input a phone number as we're checking out, right? It's not just simply a phone number to take advantage of whatever special or discount is happening, right? There's there's actually data being collected behind that as to purchasing habits, uh, types of products that have been purchased. That's all data. I mean, that that's just one example. We go through everyday life um, going through these things and not realizing that the data that's being collected is sitting somewhere. And yet when you go into, um, you know, these organizations or these companies where you're doing an implementation, sure, they have data collected, but they're interested in more of their day-to-day transactions, um, you know, the, the daily activities that are happening, yet they're not looking at the advantages that can be taken in terms of, being able to analyze this data and look at some of the trends that are taking place, right? I mean, there are instances where, sure, companies look at uh, seasonal seasonal trends, right, and able to be able to ramp up. But that's that's predictable in the sense that we know that the holidays are coming up, certain industries, certain habits, purchasing habits are going to go up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at it just holistically throughout the year, or even over time, right, over multiple years, what, what are these trends? Um, when we go into these, these ERP implementations, again, analytics being an afterthought, they're more concerned about what happened in the past, right, as opposed to being able to look at what can happen, you know, what are some of the trends we've been seeing, what are the adjustments that we can make um, to bring in those insights within the organization for them to, to be able to operate more efficiently. Thank you very much. I think trends is an important word that you use several times, Armand. Is this somebody who's, who is so good with analytics that they can start to, can you teach people to spot the trends? That's what I want to know. We talk about insights and looking forward. Is this something where the analytics will train people, teach them, get them in that analytics first approach mindset, Armand, where they're able to spot the trends more easily once they get into this part of doing what they need to do with the data. Armand, what's your thought about that, the people part? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, it, it's the, the truth, I guess, is in, is in the data, right? I think once people start looking at the data, start analyzing the data, um, and then understanding how they can use it to their advantage, I think that's the part that, that may take some teaching, if you will, in terms of mm-hmm. we have this data now, so what? What do we do with it, right? What does it mean to yes. us? Um, and, and those that are experts within their industries, within their organizations, I mean, they'll they'll be able to spot, right, what adjustments that they need to make um, or what 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 the future may entail to them. Thank you very much. Gil Gomez, please join us. Thoughts about what Armand shared and, and even about my question to him about trend spotting, if you will. Go ahead, Gil. You know, I think that that the, I caught I, I on something he mentioned about, you know, how or when you asked, you know, is this something that, you know, teaches people to it? I, I think it does, right? Because it, it's, 
you know, this approach, right? The analytics force it starts thinking the, the, of the new, of, of a different mentality towards not doing it as an afterthought and how important it really is during a, you know, it, during a, a technology transformation or a business transformation, right? It's, and, and, now, and it's actually more of a business transformation. How this evolved, how this concept evolved is, you know, working with our customers of, you know, doing a business transformation driven by technology, a big technology push, um, and, you know, across the board, modernization, um, um, standardization, you know, um, making it more efficient, you know, and again, and upgrading to the next generation of, you know, real time, for example, uh, capabilities, et cetera. So that's how it starts, right? But again, and you also want to, again, basically have more information. But again, we were finding that some of these customers were still focusing very much on the transactional side versus saying, you know what, part of the reason is we're doing this is because we still don't have that access to that information that we need to. We need to, we still need to, we're still going to spend a lot of time. We're going to wait till afterwards. And again, thinking about it in the old, the old way. Right. And, but again, th- having the, uh, that analytics first mentality will allow starts having your, your, your business leaders as well as your analysts. Cause your analysts already kind of, they, 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 they want to provide with the business leaders, but the business leaders have to provide that direction is I need this to be possible. I need to understand this and have that higher collaboration and also that mentality that, you know, everything we're doing, a, to transform our business and our, with our technology and our processes as well, right? I'll include that as, as, as a process is to be able to provide me more insights and be able to have those insights across the board more in a more efficient and a more reliable way, okay? So mm-hmm. I think that I think this actually, this, this does allow, this it does allow for, you know, being able to spot trends ahead of time and being able to see what's coming versus really what happened. And, and again, it makes that process of analytics more efficient and a lot of customers still don't think about, you know, their analytics as a process. Um, so, and we're trying to change that. That's, that's the part of this as well, a very important part of it. Uh, it's a change management exercise and a change of mentality and change in philosophy that we want them to, to explore and be able to, to leverage. Again, not, not that a huge investment some of these companies are making in, in transforming their business, you know, reorganizing everything from reorganizing their, their current organizations to, you know, again, to leveraging new technology. So, that's that's a big part of it, if that makes sense. It does. Thank you very much. Armin, anything you would like to add to respond to what Gil just get shared with us? Um, no, I think, um, you know, I, I, uh, I agree with the not changing the mindset, right? Not just looking back at what happened and uh, lo- looking towards the what, what other opportunities there are. Thank you very much. Gil, I'm looking at your statements here. And the first one you sent me, we pretty much covered. Traditional ERP projects have typically focused on developing and deploying the transaction solution, but fail to plan and focus their effort on the consumption of data and treat reporting and analytics as an afterthought or a low priority item. Gil, anything more you want to add on that? Because I do want to move on to your statement number two. What do you think? No, I think go ahead. We can we can move on. I think uh, real quickly. I think it is is still um, this is a mentality change and an approach, and and even even starting earlier, not just the analytics, but actually on the data side. You know, having that the data model, the common information model, is critical to again design it in a way not just to transact but also to consume, right? And that's really I think part of this as well. We've we've we again a lot of a lot of emphasis, and, and over the years it's gotten more and more attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, data components, the building blocks of any, you know, solid analytics foundation. Um, so I think that's also part of this. Just I would just, you know, just um, continue to add to that. But I mean, overall, I think that's just, again, do it sooner, do it first, 
possible. And I think that's that's the messaging. But we're, I'm happy to move on if you'd like. Thank you very much. Gail, I'm looking at statement number two. Let me read it and then we will work it out. We will expand it. So you say real-time access to data coupled with advanced analytics and reporting capabilities, which I believe Armand mentioned a moment ago, provides unique opportunities for organizations to realize the value of their information faster, that's the key here, embedding analytics within their transaction systems. And then Gil adds, unfortunately, many organizations still fail to combine operational, management, and advanced analytics effectively. Let's look at this in detail, Gil. How do they get there? Talk to me, please. I think what it goes back to, um, um, you know, really when they're planning that their, their transformation, right? Again, the identifying you know, at what point in their business process, and let's take a finance process, or just, you know, for, for, for example, right? At what point during, you know, starting from, you know, the daily routines of, you know, everyday financial accounting, uh, finance management types, at what point in their process, whatever it is, anything from accounts, payroll, accounts receivable, you name it, right? Anything, down, getting to that tactical granular level. At what point in that process do I need a piece of information to do my job as an accounts payable clerk, accounts receivable um, professional analyst, whatever? And understanding where all the information points are needed to need to happen, and I'm not just talking about you know like the big shiny you know dashboards. I'm talking about a standard report that may be frankly just a view on a screen. Understanding that need to consume information to be able to do something from from that low level has to happen from that beginning all the way to what is your CFO going to look like, look at on mm-hmm. a daily basis or on a quarterly basis or monthly basis, whatever the requirements are for he or she. So I think that part of it, that's how we marry it by understanding that, you know, and, and I always tell these to my customers, don't count reports. Tell me what information you need to do your job, right? And I'll help you get there. Uh, rather than I just need these hundred, you know, reports that I need to run every day uh, during month and close. Okay, well, what are you doing with them? Well, I run the reports. And then what do you do with it? <laughs> and again, understanding that process. So to me is combining that earlier in the process and understanding, you know, and, and, and addressing it that way um, is how you start combining it. Because again, I can now provide, and it may not be the way they used to do it because they have to run a batch, run it to their data warehouse, hit a button, it prints out or it sends an email, and they take that information, dump it into an Excel spreadsheet that they combine with five other reports. That's what they want. They're still thinking the same way they've been doing it for the last 15 years mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons, technology. Now I have the ability to, I hit the button, I post a journal entry and my trial balance just updated completely in real time. Now I know what I did. You know what, this, this, this accrual is too high or we need to actually, or where, where are we from a forecast? That doesn't make any sense or my inventory, whatever. The point being is now I have the real-time capabilities and actually can reduce the time. And many of our finance professional colleagues know the bulk of the time in, in a financial month and close is reconciliation of, of, of information from moving data from system to system. If you, have, if you figure out a way to avoid that by having it in, within the source or in other areas or in real time, there's a lot of inefficiency in that process, in that approach, right? So you have to, you can take that out and actually start analyzing what happened. So the point being, I think that's really how, how we want to address it from the beginning, design it in a different way and combining it, not just from, you know, a, a pure anal- analytics, I'm going to create this, you know, predictive forecasting algorithm for my month and financial processes versus can I actually provide this? trial balance in real time as soon as all my journal entries are done and at the moment. So it's a big difference, right? And, but I think there's a combination of both. I think it'll, it's, you have to think of it holistically. 
Gil, is this an exciting moment for people in organizations who can see that forward path, that future? They can see the value of analytics, of learning this or embracing this mindset. Is this something where people would say, yeah, I really enjoy going to work now because I'm not just looking back over my shoulder at a bunch of spreadsheets. I'm helping to guide the company. We've got exciting trends we're observing, and we're moving ahead with more data-based-driven decisions. Is this exciting for people, Gil? I think it depends on the person. Okay. <laughs> touche. Touche. I, I deserve you know, that. I, I think it depends who you ask, right? And, and again, having been doing this for a long, long time, both being on the on the on the process side of the, you know, the or the the the, the uh, enterprise side of things, as well as being a consultant for you know many many years now, and helping guide organizations, it, it depends a lot of it. It's scary, right? It's Sometimes you're asking somebody to change the way they've done their job for the last 20 years. And, and that's not an exaggeration. That happens all the time, right? So, and I said, well, I don't want to, it doesn't, I know what to do. It's all automated. I have all these really cool macros that I built over the years. And if I just plug the spreadsheet in here, it's, it, it does everything I needed to do. Now you're telling me I need to throw all that away. So the answer is it depends, a great consulting answer, but it depends on who you're talking to. But it can be because... It is an exciting new approach, but it, it, it does, it can't, and honestly, it does cause, you know, there is a change impact, right? And, and mm-hmm. just like any other business transformation, this is the bulk of it. And I, this is, again, and I, I always advise my customers, the customers work going through this, do not underestimate the change management component of any of the, any transformation, across the board, regardless if it's analytics or anything else, or an ERP transformation, right? You, you really have to take that human element into consideration because you are asking some folks and potentially so. So to answer your question, it, it depends who you ask, how, how the embrace of new technology and new approaches. Um, I was, when I was starting out my career as an analyst, I love this stuff. I still love this, you know, 25 years later, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's, it's so, it, you know, because, but I'm, I'm wired that way and I like change and I, and I embrace that and I, and I always look for more efficient ways and I try to, that's why I try to bring that to, you know, our customers and, and, and really seeing, you know, how that works. So, uh, but it, but it, it is exciting and, and, it, and the, the great thing about it, especially in the last few years where the technology has moved so quickly into a lot of, you know, now I don't need to be doing a lot of this on my own. I have the help of you know artificial intelligence, machine learning, you name it, any any of these um, you know predictive and, and then more advanced analytics tools. Not to mention visualization, right? The visualization has come a long way of what I can I can do with my information, presenting it and consuming it, and you know and, and analyzing it. So it, it is exciting from that perspective, but it can also mm-hmm. be a little. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that reality check, Gil. Armand Heratunian, what do you think? Are you ex- excited or did the companies you work with, do they say, wow, I didn't know analytics could do that. That's really cool. I love my job. I can't wait to go to work tomorrow and learn more about this analytics first mindset and this future motion, this forward motion for my company. Do you see that? The, the human part of the, the passion growing with these technologies that are being embraced. What do you, what do you see, Armand? Yeah, I, I think it's mixed. I think, you know, there's people that have that aha moment, right? That, wow, I can actually do something with this data, something meaningful with it, as opposed to the typical where you walk into and you're like, okay, so tell me about what you do. And, you know, I run this report, I collect the data, and I send it off to so-and-so. Okay, then what do they do with it? I don't know, go ask them. What it comes down to is people realize that they're, 
they're generating reports, they're doing things, and it's ending up going nowhere, right? Whereas if, if you take a step back and talk through the process of what they're doing, why they're doing it, um, and, and then helping them, you know, tighten up that process to, uh, from, from a data perspective and for them to better understand, I think that's where they get the aha moment of, wow, I can actually do something meaningful with this and I know what this means as, you know, I generate their support and send it to somebody else, right? Again, most of the supporting that's happening is happening, you know, more of hindsight um, mm-hmm. in the sense that it's what's happened. But I, I think, you know, it, it, it's a change in the way that they're looking and analyzing the data. And, and I think the, the key term here is data, right? To, to Gil's mm-hmm. point, um, if, if they, they'll need to, you know, go through and understand what is the data that they're looking at, how is it being collected, and what do they do with it, right? Ultimately, when, when it goes up to the leadership of the company, what do they do with this data to be able to make decisions, right, to, to help the organization uh, move forward? Thank you um, very much. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Armand. Keep going. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was just going to say, you know, it's it's the whole excitement of being there. Yeah, I mean, you know, being in certain organizations, people could get bored of their jobs and really not understand why they're doing what they're doing, right? But I think if you bring in that, the, that understanding of, hey, this is some important data that's here, here's how it's going to help you, here's how it's going to help your organization, I think that's where the excitement comes in, right? That looking at it from a perspective that they haven't seen it before, right? And I think as being in, in consulting, that's, that's part of our job as well to help them look at things in a different site. Thank you. Great answers from both of you. I'm going to move on to Armand's statement number two. I think it has some some nuggets in here we haven't talked about yet. Armand says, typically the focus is standing up their traditional transaction systems, which are heavily process-driven, where they continue to aggregate more data and not put much thought into analytics. Okay, now here's where I want to add, Armand. You say, with real-time data and analytics capabilities of in-memory computing technologies, organizations now have the ability to capitalize the information they have collected much sooner than a traditional go-live. I'd like you to frame this, Armand, in the context of go-live. Who's go? What is going live, and, and how can analytics help that become more robust or more timely or more on target? Talk to me. Sure. So, um, you know, typical ERP implementations, they heavily process-driven, heavily transaction uh, transactional data driven, right? So process teams will go through, you know, finance teams, order to cash teams, they'll go through, they'll go through their, uh, implementation, their design, they will go live and in effect be in a new system, right? And then analytics becomes an afterthought because they haven't, they don't have their processes in place. They don't have their design in place. But what a lot of folks don't understand is, and Gil touched on this earlier, is the common information model, right? We can build data models that that are using their existing systems that they have, right? To to be able to show the value of the data they have and, and the analytic capabilities, and that doesn't necessarily mean that once they go to a new platform that they're going to have to rebuild everything, right? It's it's a matter of what what is the source of this data. Um, and, and pointing those data models to that data, right, or to that new source. 
um, with the analytics first approach, if, if we go through and build these common information models using their existing systems, using their existing data, uh, they'll be able to actually see the advantages that, that we can bring in uh, from an analytical perspective in terms of bringing more insight into not only their organization, but just operations in general, right? And then using that uh, as they go on their journey for their ERP implementation, it might actually change some of the processes that they have or some of the, the, the mindset that they have to look at things differently, right? And, and so the traditional looking at reporting and analytics after the fact that, oh no, I need to have my new structures in place and everything to be able to build it, that's not necessarily true because we can get the same capabilities um, and show them the advantages sooner uh, in terms of the, the, the analytic capabilities. Thank you, Armand. I have to tell you and Gil that, Gil, in the notes I collected for the background on John Nesbitt, the gentleman, the author you quoted in the opening of the show, Gil, uh, one of his books, and this may be uh, very cool for both of you to know, one of his books was t- from 2006, so 14 years ago, was titled Mindset, Reset Your Thinking and See the Future. <laughs> Isn't that what we're talking about here in terms of analytics approach, analytics first? Gil, thought on that? And what Armand just said, go ahead, Gil. That's exactly right. And, and that's the idea that we're trying to, you know, change the mindset of, of how, you know, uh, of, uh, of taking the learning of the last 20 years or longer from, you know, of what's failed. And, and, and again, that's when, you know, when we started doing this, um, it was, again, just taking the learnings and saying, hey, we have a new transformation, you know, ERP is evolving shouldn't the analytics approach evolve as well? Because again, now we have real-time capabilities. I can develop much faster than I used to be able to. I'm not constrained by, you know, long load times and, you know, persisting data. You know, I have more access to uh, virtualization. Again, it's not the end all, but it's it's a new tool in my toolkit, right? So absolutely. And and thinking about it, uh, uh, in other words, earlier in a transformation, is exactly what we're trying to do and accomplish is because again, you're, you know, you have the capabilities and it, it, it provides you, it's a validation of what you're trying to accomplish, you know? So uh, for example, I mean, Armand kind of touched on it a little bit, you know, one of the approaches of this, of the benefits of this approach is if I have the capability of my new, my new common information model, the building blocks we talked about earlier, the data, I now have a new structure. Is this the right structure for me to measure my business? Is this the right structure for me to be tracked? tracking everything I need and I can validate that I'm much quicker now. And if I, if I, if it's not going to give me what I need, I make an adjustment in my transactional system. I can actually say, hey, I can help validate how I'm building that model to not only to transact data to collect, but also how I consume it. And that's really, that's, that's a big part of the gap that we're trying to fill with this approach mm-hmm. and actually give it in a new way. Right. What are the building blocks? Because again, I've been around and anybody who's been doing data warehouse as long as I have seen, it's like, you know, we'll take the data. Oh, we forgot this piece. Well, oh, it's okay. Let's just do it in the data warehouse. That's an unnatural thing. And, you, and again, it becomes a reconciliation nightmare potentially, right? So you, you, again, why do that? Why, and, and again, so we're rethinking the way we approach it, um, leveraging the technology, new approaches and thinking of new ways of accelerating that access. That's really what this is about. So. That, that's what, so yes, yeah, so it's exactly what we're trying to do. Change your mindset, change the approach, change your organization. That's part of this too, because again, you want to have a focus on it sooner and, and really think about it. And it's, and it's changed a long way. In, in the last few years, I remember there were no, 
you know, and, and the roles are, you know, we have, you know, chief data officers now. We have, you know, analytics, you know, leads or analytics, you know, teams across an organization. We see it a lot more. Um, but again, I think it's, it's still the next, there's still, there's still room to evolve even further. Thank you very much. Armand, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think the the one thing, and I think Gil touched on this earlier, right, is not looking at analytics and reporting as looking at it from the perspective that it's another process, right? If if corporations or companies go down the, the path of looking at analytics as a process, just like finances, um, just like, you know, procurement maybe, if they do that, then I think that's where they can work hand in hand to be able to to take advantage of this analytics first approach. Thank you very much. I'm going to ask the two of you for a case study, a use case. Either one of you can jump in. Interesting. Uh, I know you work with companies in different industries. Gil and Armand as consultants through Deloitte. It, does any case study use case come to mind? You don't have to mention the company or the specific industry, but a case where a company called you in and said, look, we've got all this data. We're sitting on, we've got lakes, we've got oceans, we've got rivers, we've got, we've got, uh, tsunamis of data coming in and it's just not being looked at in a fresh way. We aren't able to see the trends. We are overwhelmed with it. We don't know what's good. We don't know what's bad. We just keep storing it and storing it. It's coming in so fast and we're not using it. We want to be analytics driven. We want to have the analytics mindset. Does anything come to mind, Gil or Armand? Either one of you can jump in. Sure, I can, I, can take first, I can take a first crack at it. And, and Please. See where I'm, I'm actually working with a, a very large client right now um, that it, exactly that. It is part of a, a long-term, um, you know, um, and it is, it, is, it, is fo- it is initially focused. It is a global transformation for their uh, enterprise performance management, right, their, their financial metrics across the board. And they are trying to leverage both new technology, new processes, exactly that's because we're doing that. And we're and it's interesting enough, we are leading with this approach. We are actually redesigning what they're calling their financial data hub, mm-hmm. right? Which heavy with, you know, it's a combination of multiple technologies, new technologies, um, and also really to understand, you know, to be able to more quickly advance and build that platform because they also have a very strong data science group, right? They've been doing a lot of this in pockets but they want to standardize some of this and also take it across the organization. And again, very, very large organization, very heavy uh, ERP presence and, and technologies across the board over the years. Um, so again, very complex, uh, global, uh, very, um, uh, you know, different organizations that are going to be evolving as part of this, you know, because it's not just, it's not just about this technology. We're also doing a lot of the process work to reevaluate that. So, so again, that's what that's when it becomes really interesting because you know, kind of putting together all these moving pieces and leveraging that because again, they, they have all this information in, in huge in pockets everywhere, just like you mentioned, right? And it's very common, especially as these grow. So combining that one, but not just and again, the idea here is not just to take you know very large you know, and they have multiple data lakes and multiple data warehouses. It's not just take all the data and dump it in the snow. We're rationalizing. We're rationalizing. Mm-hmm. Do you really need to have this? in this area or do is, you know, so because a lot of those non-ERP source systems, for example, are changing. You, you, you have to, um, that they're, they're, they're valuing technology. So uh, it, it's, again, it's, it's challenging because they're doing a lot at once 
And, you know, in my role, I'm actually leading that, you know, that analytics platform um, uh, transformation. That's my work stream, like, along with my with my other partners, and, and they lead the different part of it, but we all have to coordinate together. So, uh, challenging project, very, you know, long term, it'll be going on for, for a while. And, and, but again, it's, uh, it's happening now. And, and again, because they do see the value in, in analytics and they, and they've had struggles and they've done a lot of good work, but they've also had some, some, uh, challenges and failures, frankly, right. They, they, they know that they'll admit that. So that's kind of what they, where they're asked us to, to bring this expertise. And I've done this in the past, other transformation, more traditional transformations where, you know, you're doing a new ERP and, and, and move this forward in another in a very large uh, food manufacturer where we were talking about, well, we want to have, we'll, we'll have an interim state, we're going to throw it away, and then you get, then we'll do the new data. Why, why do that? Just build it now together. And as we walk through this, it makes a lot of sense. So let's start here. And it actually helped us validate the data model. So uh, we're seeing internally. And, uh, and another thing, too, is this approach, by the way, we actually did internally at the firm. We, we oh. run... Yeah, we actually are. So at Deloitte, we 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 leveraged this approach, um, you know, several years ago when starting with a, a new data platform because we had multiple data warehouses. Um, and one of my colleagues who's still with us, he's he's part of the, he he's he actually ran the practice before I did. He he was able to combine everything into one uh, that I just like we're talking about mm -hmm. uh, ahead of time, and then we transformed. And then after that was completed, then we started going into the ERP transformation that we run as, as well. So, and right now it's one of the largest, you know, one of our, our again, it's a very robust, you know, data warehouse that we use internally for to measure our to, to track our business. So, so again, we have several examples of that. Thank you very much. Armand, do you have a use case you'd like to share with us from a, a client or uh, an experience earlier in your career recently, basically, that uh, where somebody, a company decided they really were frustrated with the flow of information coming in and they didn't know what to do with it. And then they had that eureka aha moment. Armand, anything come to mind for you? Yeah, um, I was actually uh, going to use the, the Furman example. Um, I was actually part of that team helping lead the, the analytics first approach there. But yeah, I, I have another um, very large client that is actually moving forward with an analytics first approach. Um, again, multiple um, data warehouses, just not having any um, you know homogeneous data, trying to be able to analyze. So we went in, it was supposed to be a, a four month engagement to be able to help them gain some valuable insight from the data that they have. Um, and it's been over a year that we've been there uh, helping them go through this journey and helping them analyze the data, bring, bringing it together in a way where they're, they're able to actually see uh, the value that we're bringing in terms of the the insights that they're getting within their organization and what adjustments that they need to make. And the, the, the part about this is that they're going to be eventually going down the path of a new ERP implementation um, where, you know, it'll be going down their the path of their um, transactional systems, um, bringing that up to speed. But the good thing is that whatever we're building now, again, going back to the common information model, that they they have the data models. It'll just be a matter of pointing to the new data sources. But until that implementation is complete, which will take time to get done, you know, 12 months, 18 months, whatever it may be, they're gaining insights from that data already, right? So that's that's the advantage that, that Analytics First brings is you don't have to wait 
18 months to, to be able to gain advantage or from the data that you have. You have the data now. There is an opportunity to be able to build these data models and provide you with the mechanism to be able to analyze it and provide that insight. And so that's, you know, I think that the fact that this, this engagement has actually gone on uh, beyond the initial, you know, what we had initially contracted for um, is a testament to that this approach does work. Um, you know, it can be stood up and delivered in a relatively short amount of time, um, but more importantly, bringing the insights to, to the organization. Thank you very much, Armin and Gil. I know we didn't plan on use case uh, sharing, but I really appreciate that. We want to make it real for our listeners. Let's get back to, we have a few more minutes left. Let's get back to the theme of this podcast series, the kinetic enterprise. We haven't specifically talked about how this analytics first mindset and approach, however you want to frame it, how it relates to the kinetic enterprise. Uh, Gil, let me go to you because Armand just shared his case, his use case. Gil, in your your position as a consultant, as a person who has embraced analytics for so many years, what's your thought on how the kinetic aspect of what we're discussing on this series broadly, what it, how it relates to this analytics first? Is this integral to the concept of a kinetic enterprise? What's your POV on this? Absolutely, right. This is it's, it's a critical component because, you know, the, the, our concept of the kinetic enterprise is, you know, ever-evolving, you know, dynamic um, moving in the, the forward direction and, and really leveraging technology and to improve business processes and automation, things like that, right? So I think a lot of that, you know, is relies very, very heavily on information, right? And the output should still be information. So we, we weave this messaging and this approach into everything we do from a kinetic enterprise and how to transform an organization into that kinetic enterprise, right? That's it's part of our overall approach uh, in, in our consulting practice. So it's it's again it's integral because again it's it, again it's you want to be driven to the point that it, a measuring internal processes but also being able to quickly you know keep up and 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 really providing that faster more you know, again dynamic access to information and having that flexibility to pivot as fast as you need to both to transform the business and also to run the new kinetic enterprise right that's that if that makes sense right so. Mm-hmm. It, and everything, everything relies on information. This allows us to, you know, have that mentality. Again, just like the mentality is changing around analytics, the mentality is changing around how we transform ERP solutions. That's, that's, fun, that's one of the fundamental core, core principles of the kinetic enterprise. So it's, it's also because we are, we, are we're, we're, we know we as a practice, you know, uh, and as, an, as a firm, you know, practitioners, understand that there, we need to have a better way to deploy large-scale ERP implementations. And, uh, and sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I want to give Armand a chance to talk about Kinetic as well. Thank you, Gil. That was very interesting. Armand, your thoughts about connecting analytics first approach and mindset, I love the word mindset, to the Kinetic enterprise, so the whole purpose of what we're talking about here. Armand? Yeah, it's, it's the whole thinking, you know, thinking outside the box, right? Not going through um, essentially rebuilding what an organization had before, right? Um, looking at the cohesiveness, looking at the, the, the flow of how the company operates, um, what are the advantages that they're trying to gain from a, a new ERP implementation, right? Um, a lot of companies don't think, you know, 
we need to upgrade because we are on an old platform or our platform is not going to be supported anymore. So we want to go through and, you know, do exactly what we have today. Well, that doesn't give you the advantage, right? Other than having a state of the art system, it's not really giving you much of an advantage, right? So I think with the kinetic enterprise and looking at everything holistically, bringing that, uh, showing the, the value and the advantage of a new technology um, program. Thank you very much. We have time for just a prediction. We like to end with the crystal ball prediction, Gil, as you know from previous shows you were on with me. So, Gil, why don't we go to you first? Gil, look into the crystal ball. Take about 60 seconds and tell me what will change about this analytics-first approach. Will it have a different name? Will it be AFA? Every company will want to have an AFA. Hey, Bob, welcome to the company. This is a company where we have an AFA. What's an AFA? Look it up in the handbook. Analytics first approach. I'm, I'm teasing, but I'm serious. Gil, what will change about the analytics first approach? Will it be part of all modernization business systems? Will it be part of the core business processes? Will it be the first thing employees are told when they go to work for a company in the next five years? What's your thought, Gil? I would certainly hope so. <laughs> I, <laughs> I certainly hope so. And I think and really what it is, is in, and it's, you know, we, and I would probably call it more insight driven. And we, you know, we have the concept of insight driven organization, which this was built around. We want to say that, you know, I, I, I predict that, you know, as this evolves more and more, you know, we are, we build insight driven organizations and this is the way to get there. And so it, it, you know, so we are an IDO. You are part of the IDO instead of the AFA. The AFA is how you got, how we got there. We helped uh, somebody get there, but you know, and and really thinking that everybody in the organization has access and has the ability to get to the information they need to do whatever their job is, whatever role they have, they can get it any anywhere the best way possible for them. Whether it's a a dashboard, you know, sometimes even you know, you know, a, a screen on a shop floor, whatever. That's that's the way it is, but it's, it's at their fingertips and it's available to them, you know, at will uh, to be able to understand what they need to do. Thank that's you, Gil. Armand, I saved 60 seconds for you. Quick prediction. What do you see? Sure. I, I think as, as we, you know, move on through through these transformations, um, it, it will take some time, but whether, you know, um, analytics versus widely adopted or not um, really has to do with, with the organization. Uh, but I think as they, as they see the advantages, right. And, you know, there are organizations that are already starting to think that way that we have this data. What do we do with it? Let's, let's figure that out first before anything else. Um, from, from that perspective, I, I, I think it, it's getting there. It'll take some time. Um, but, but organizations are realizing that, that they have, you know, valuable data that they can use it to their advantage, and um, you know, it's it's it, it will get there. I think it'll take some time, but but I think you know, as as we move forward, uh, hopefully that we will start treating analytics as as a process and be able to uh, help organizations uh, gain the, those greater insights um, with the data that they currently have. 
Thank you, Armand. I have to do a shout out to Malia Aguilar, who is keeping an eye on the show. And Malia, thank you so much for all your work in the background. Carla Neal Slavin and Helen Thomas at Deloitte. You're all on the sponsor team for this series, and you're wonderful. Aaron Keller, my engineer at World Talk Radio. Thank you, Aaron. He's the guy with the nerves of steel. And a special thank you to my two very articulate guests today, Armand Harutunian and Gil Gomez at Deloitte. I really enjoyed speaking with you. So here we go. We're signing off. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for the Kinetic Enterprise. Enterprise podcast presented by Deloitte. Here we will be here next Friday again. So stay tuned. Have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Enterprise Built to Evolve, presented by Deloitte. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Deloitte can help you reimagine everything in order to get the most out of your SAP investments and position your business for tomorrow's demands. Learn more at Deloitte.com SAP. This program is copyright Deloitte Development, LLC. All rights reserved.